This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello guys, welcome back to The Treatment Room. I am your host, Tessa Zolli, and today's episode is going to quite literally revolve around the sun. I am passionate about this topic. I have a lot to say. So in this episode, I want to clarify some facts around sun exposure as well as dispel some myths. I also want to talk about the skin conditions that can be affected by sun exposure. These are things I didn't really learn in school and that I think is actually not common knowledge, but I think it's important to talk about the conditions that can be affected by the skin, by the sun. It's not just the obvious sun damage and premature aging. The sun actually has other implications for other skin conditions. So we'll touch on that. And of course, I want to share some of my favorite sunscreens toward the end of this episode. As we know, the best sunscreen is going to be the one you will wear. If you do not enjoy, you know, your sunscreen, if it makes you greasy, if it makes you break out, if it makes you feel dry, all of which I've had that experience with, you are simply not going to use it as often. And reapplication is just as important as putting on your SPF in the morning. And if you dread putting on the sunscreen more than once during your day, that is not going to give you as much protection as you really should have. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I want to start by sharing a little bit of my backstory with the sun because I think it's really something that's made me more passionate about sharing my knowledge. And I think for a lot of people, there is this disconnect between talking about the sun coming from a professional and, you know, your average Joe or average Jane who loves, you know, the sun, loves laying out, loves going on vacation. And sometimes, you know, the message kind of falls on deaf ears because, I think sometimes the professional can seem so unrelatable and almost like not human. So I want to say first off, I have actually made every mistake under the sun when it comes to not protecting my skin as I should have growing up. If you guys don't know what I look like, I am very fair. (laughs) I'm pale and I freckle easily. I burn and then maybe I'll get the slightest tan ever, but I mostly burn. And this is something I really fought, you know, throughout my childhood and young adult life because a lot of my friends had darker skin or they could just catch a tan a lot easier than me. And it was something I just always fought against. And I wanted to be tan like my friends or the girls in magazines And it really did a lot of damage. I grew up definitely without the knowledge that we have today. And 
when I look at TikTok or social media and I see young people making sunscreen part of their daily routine and, you know, loving sunscreen and and being passionate about sunscreen and reapplication, I'm so happy to see that. And I wish that was the case when I was growing up. Like it really makes me envious because I could have saved myself a lot of damage. And it is so much easier, you guys, to be preventative about sun protection versus try to erase it as you get older. It gets expensive. It's time consuming. takes a lot of appointments because it is just not that easy to put collagen back in the skin and to reverse obvious signs of photo aging. I wish it was, but it's one of the hardest things to do. And growing up, just to paint a picture, I grew up in Northern California and my family really loved the beach. My mom, especially, it was very much our happy place. And I would spend hours in the waves with my sister. We did not think about sunscreen reapplication. Um, We never sought shade. We laid out all day and this was almost every weekend of the summer. And that can add up to a lot of damage. And also what did a lot of damage was just my everyday life of not wearing sunscreen on a regular basis. And as I got older, my mistakes were probably at their peak. Like I'm ashamed to say it, but I went to college in Southern California. As you can imagine, it's very much the land and the culture of wanting to be tan, wanting to have a golden skin tone for a sorority event or a fraternity party. Um, You know, lots of girls looking super tan and I wanted to be like them. I wanted to fit in. So yeah, as you can imagine, a lot of time spent at Newport Beach on the weekends, laying out in front of the dorms, and even, I'm so embarrassed to say it, but going to the tanning beds. I actually used to sneak out of the house because my best friend was smart and I didn't listen to her. She tried to warn me about how damaging tanning beds were, and I just would not listen. I was like so committed to getting tan So I would sneak out of the house and go and I would come back and she would be so upset at me and I really wish I listened to her and I just remember that feeling of like, it's just like something you want so bad to be tan as silly as it sounds that yeah I really didn't listen so maybe somebody listening to this podcast will resonate with that and listen to me. Because trust me, you feel so invincible when you're young, (laughs) not just when it comes to tanning, when it comes to all kinds of stuff, but when it comes to the sun, I think young people feel invincible because they don't always see the immediate consequences of sun damage. They actually only really see what they think are the benefits. They see tan skin. They don't see fine lines and wrinkles, age spots, so on and so forth. So it can be hard to really get the message, but if you are listening to this episode, I really just hope it inspires you to rethink 
summer and rethink your daily life if you don't make sunscreen part of your daily life. So let's get into some of the facts about sun damage and sun protection. So fact number one, there is literally no such thing as a healthy tan. I remember learning this in esthetician school, you guys, and being shook. Like I w- we were like, what? There's no such thing as a healthy base tan? Like we thought a little bit of color was good for us, right? No, actually any change in the color of your skin means you have literally visibly damaged your skin and what you're seeing is the actual like inflammation in your skin and the damage so no such thing as a healthy tan or a base tan or you know validating going to a tanning salon to get to get that healthy base before your vacation that is just adding on extra sun damage Fact number two, the sun is actually responsible for, listen to this number, 90% of the changes we see in our skin. So that photo aging is actually just a direct result of the cumulative sun damage you have been exposed to throughout your entire life. So when you hear influencers say, you know, oh, the sun is not that bad, or you see those those bloggers, unfortunately, a lot of times it's health bloggers that really romanticize the sun and will encourage you to go out on your front porch, have your coffee in direct sunlight without sunscreen and get, you know, 20 to 30 solid minutes of healthy sun exposure. No such thing as healthy sun exposure. And this actually leads me to one of the myths I wanted to clear up. So there is this myth that we need a ton of unprotected sun exposure to absorb vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin. Vitamin D is so important, but the idea that we need this like 30 minute daily sun exposure without sunscreen, the idea that we get our vitamin D only through unprotected sun exposure has been literally scientifically disproven study after study. So stop listening to so-called health influencers who say, sun exposure is not that bad for you or who promote tanning or people who are, you know, dousing themselves in baby oil or coconut oil and calling it sunscreen. It's really not sunscreen. And we need to be smart about our sun exposure. Yes, we can, of course, go on our daily walks. We can go outside. We can enjoy our summer. But definitely wear that sunscreen, you are still able to absorb the benefits of vitamin D while you are wearing SPF. Next, I feel like it's important to say that sun protection is not just in the interest of looking beautiful and looking young. So as a corneotherapist, I very strongly believe in preserving the integrity of the skin at all times. Part of this is because of the risk of skin cancer and melanoma. One in five Americans will develop skin cancer by the age of 70. And the next part is a little bit scary because I know I've had way more than this. And me saying this, I hope just allows you to realize if you've had sunburns in the past, 
you're not alone, but you need to be extra diligent and make sure to get your skin checks because having five or more sunburns actually doubles your risk for melanoma. (sighs) Kind of crazy. And it really makes me sad because I can't even count on my hands the number of sunburns I've had in my life. But please just keep that in your head the next time you maybe go on vacation or lay out or if your job is in the sun. I mean, I am so crazy about protecting my boyfriend Dylan because he is literally standing in the sun every day, which is my worst nightmare. And he's definitely come home with bad sunburns, even just on his calves or like the back of his neck is blistering. And I really have to remind him he is at an immense risk because of his lifestyle. So we have to be extra diligent about protecting him. And I think just understanding that fact, again, five or more sunburns doubles your risk. I hope that maybe just kind of hits home and resonates with some people. Next, I want to share that sun damage is not only going to affect the skin, again, in those obvious ways we think of when we see somebody who's, you know, spent a lot of time in the sun, somebody who just loves the beach, loves the pool, those super tan, and I don't mean this in a rude way, but just people who have lost that elasticity, collagen in their skin because they lay out in the sun on a regular basis. Sun damage is not only making those obvious changes, it actually really affects pretty much every skin condition I see as an esthetician, which is another reason estheticians and skincare professionals are so passionate about sharing about sunscreen and passing that on to our clients because one, It is setting the foundation for a healthy barrier and a healthy skin. Reason being, sun exposure actually causes our skin cells to spread apart. So if you can think of your skin cells sort of like um, a little gateway when they are spreading apart because of that sun damage, that leaves our skin barrier so much more vulnerable to outside external elements, things like pollution, wind, dry air, things in the environment. So in this way, sun damage can actually affect a lot of skin conditions that have to do with a compromised barrier, things like rosacea, acne, sensitive skin, compromised skin, dry skin, and of course the sun also affects pigmentation disorders such as melasma, age spots, freckles. So (sighs) these are pretty much all of the concerns in addition to premature aging, which we already think about when it comes to the sun. These are all conditions that are common for our clients to have. So wearing sunscreen is really like protecting all of the work that you do in the treatment room, and it's giving your client a good, healthy, protected foundation that you guys can build upon and work on together. If your client is not wearing sunscreen, a lot of the work that they may do at home or in the treatment room, unfortunately, just is minimize because protecting the skin is number one. And that is why it's said that sunscreen is literally the best anti-aging tool 
that we have. If your client is asking about chemical peels, retinol, vitamin C, things to promote anti-aging, they have to, have to absolutely be passionate about wearing their sunscreen and reapplying it and staying out of the sun. Lastly, I want to talk about the two different types of sun exposure. So when it comes to sun exposure, it's not just the tropical vacations, the laying out and getting tan that affects our skin. Actually, a better and safer way to think about sun exposure is not in terms of the activity we are doing or even the time of year, but in terms of the kind of sun exposure we are getting. And there are two types. There is intense and there is incidental sun exposure. So intense sun exposure, let's start with that. That is the more classic scenario of intentionally getting sun damage, things like laying out or going on vacation. That's going to be a lot of people going out and getting intense sun exposure this year after we've been inside for a whole pandemic. I think a lot of people are itching to book a flight to Hawaii and, you know, spend a week in the sun. Remember, this comes back to that statistic about cancer. If you had one intense blistering sunburn in childhood or even just five sunburns at any age, you have doubled your chances of getting melanoma. Intense sun exposure facts that we should be aware of are, and these are from the Skin Cancer Foundation, one, more than 70,000 cases of melanomas are diagnosed each year in the U.S. More than 8,000 deaths are caused by melanomas each year in the U.S. And intense sun exposure causes basal cell carcinoma. This is the most common form of skin cancer, and it happens to about 3 million people each year in the United States. The second type of sun exposure we should be aware of is incidental sun exposure. This is that sun damage you get when you don't even realize. It could be activities like taking your dog on a walk, going to the mailbox, sitting at a bus stop, walking to your car or driving in your car, even getting sun damage sitting inside through a window. Long-term incidental sun exposure actually causes squamous cell carcinoma, which is the second most popular type of skin cancer. And it can also lead to basal cell carcinoma on the face, neck, ears, head, shoulders, and back, some of the common areas that this basal cell carcinoma can occur. And although it's not always fatal, it can be disfiguring and you don't want to get it. More than 700,000 cases of squamous cell carcinoma are diagnosed each year in the U.S., and over 2,500 people die from squamous cell carcinoma each year in the U.S. Let's, let's not. Let's protect ourselves. I have some tips I want to share when it comes to both types of sun exposures, intense and incidental. So 
Please also understand this applies to people of all skin colors, all skin types, and all ages. I know I talked about myself being very fair in the beginning of the episode, and that just means my risks are higher. I have reddish blonde hair, blue eyes, I burn easy, so I'm at a very high risk. I should never have been in tanning beds. I should never have been laying out, but this also applies to... Again, all Fitzpatrick types. So here are some tips I have for sun protection. Number one, I know I sound like a complete broken record, but sunscreen, you guys, it is not overrated. It's it's talked about for a reason. So sunscreen is the best way to protect yourself from skin cancer, premature aging, and all of those inflammatory skin conditions we talked about earlier. And we need to reapply. It's not enough to apply it once in the day. I'm also crazy about this with my boyfriend. I text him. I set alarms. I make sure he has a sunscreen he can just spray if that's the easiest thing for him. Just find something you can easily reapply and enjoy using. Always bring it with you, even if you're just going to be out and about running errands for a couple hours on a Sunday. Pack the SPF with you. Another tip is to avoid sun exposure between the hours of 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Basically, that's all day, but I say that because I know there are people who, for example, like myself, like to go on a run. Try to go earlier in the morning if possible or go if it's safe for you after 4 p.m. Otherwise, seek shade. Don't allow your skin to burn. This is a big tip. Again, I hate that it's something people strive for. Actually, uh, two of my favorite influencers on YouTube, I adore them. I adore their fashion, their home tips. I think they're just the cutest. But when it comes to laying out and tanning, I cannot watch them (laughs) go on these trips anymore because they just love to bake and lay out. And I hate that that's you know, a subconscious message that they're passing on as influencers. And I really would encourage influencers to be smarter about what they're promoting. It really triggers me because I was that young person who didn't know any better. And if I were looking up to bloggers who talked about tips for tanning or how to wear a very low SPF with a tanning oil, to get the right tan or, you know, promoting wearing oil while working out, I totally would have done it. And it's like, for what you guys, the the tan lasts a week. It's temporary, but that damage is lifelong. So when that tan goes away, that damage is not gone. It is with you, unfortunately, for life. Next tip, do not go in tanning booths. Be better than me. When I was 21 and in a sorority, again, it's so not worth it. I'm so glad that tanning mousse is a thing now and people can get their color from a bottle. So I like to say my tan is fake, but my license is real. 
Next, cover your head with high quality SPF. You can use a spray. I know there's now sunscreens for the scalp area, especially if you are a man and you don't have hair on your head. Very important to protect your scalp. Guys who are bald, bring your sunscreen all the way up and protect your head. Also consider a SPF brimmed hat. They have UPF 50 plus brimmed hats that are amazing. Same thing with arms, wear protective clothing or sleeves. I like to keep a scarf and driving gloves in my car and a a big floppy hat. And I know I look silly, but I don't care. The decollete is also an area that has been exposed to a lot of incidental sun for me, just from activities like driving in a car and yeah, the neck and decollete area is definitely an area where gravity is real. A lot of movement happens there. And again, we get a lot of sun. So try to protect that area if you can. I also like to encourage people to apply their SPF as their lotion and especially if you're going to be going on walks or going outside, doing this, make sure you are protected in case your top or your neckline were to move, you would still be protected. Again, reapply sunscreen every two hours. Regularly examine your skin from head to toe. See your dermatologist once a year for a professional skin examination and skin health assessment. I need to do this myself. So this is a reminder to me if anybody wants to be my accountability buddy. Let's do it. I definitely need to, again, with all of my history of sun exposure. Limit sun exposure. So this means seeking shade, finding a shady area of the beach, bringing an umbrella. Do not be that person who just lays a towel down in the middle of the beach with that sun beating down on you. For hours, you want to find the shade. And trust me, again, this is truly important, even if you're not concerned with advanced signs of aging. If you have a condition such as rosacea, melasma, acne, it is very harmful for your skin to be tanning and getting a lot of sun exposure. I'd also like to suggest if you are going on a beach vacation with your family or you're planning a trip this summer, it's not about not living your life and not, you know, enjoying summer and hiding indoors every day of your life, but think about maybe some activities you could do that don't directly involve tanning or laying out in the sun. Of course, wear your sunscreen if you do, but maybe you can think about other activities that provide a little bit more shade. And I think that just gives you, you know, some diversity on your trip and maybe a different experience because how fun is it to like sit in the sun and tan and be hot for hours? It doesn't even sound enjoyable to me personally. So Maybe you can find another activity or find some shade and a blanket, play some card games, and wear your SPF. And last but not least, of course, avoid tanning or tanning beds at all costs. I really want anybody listening to kind of 
rethink summer. I'm thinking about starting a hashtag called rethink summer because again, I think summer gets so romanticized. If I see another TikTok literally romanticizing the sun and coming home from a long day at the beach with a sunburn, throwing on a sundress and like going to get dinner. That's like the big trend on TikTok to make, to make videos romanticizing summer. Let's not do that. Let's rethink summer, think about some new, cooler activities we can do to protect our skin, keep us looking young and beautiful, and not getting skin cancer forever. You guys will definitely thank me later. And if anybody has seen She's the Man, it's one of my favorite movies where Amanda Bynes says she's allergic to the sun. That is literally me. Like, You will not catch me outside tanning this summer. Catch me inside. Now, I'll be outside a little bit, but I will definitely be protected and seeking my shade, especially with melasma. My melasma and most women's melasma is so finicky. The main triggers are heat, hormones, and sun exposure. So if I'm spending every day like working out outside, tanning, hanging out in the sun, my melasma, it's like flipping a switch and you're beautiful. Even if you have melasma, I have melasma, but typically it's something we want to avoid. So I also suggest keeping cool as much as possible. As promised, I want to wrap up the episode with some suggestions for my personal favorite SPFs. If you have your own favorite, that's really all that matters and all that I'm after, but these are some really high quality, amazing SPFs that I love and adore, and I know there's been a lot of controversy around benzene lately, which is a toxic chemical that has been found in some very popular sunscreens. These are all benzene-free and brands that I really trust, and many of which are used in oncology treatments, cancer treatment centers, and are just renowned pharmaceutical grade SPFs. So to start, we have the Sunbetter Tone Smart SPF 68 Sunscreen Compact. I'm sure a lot of us heard about this sunscreen from Miss Savannah Boda. I love Savannah and she's dead on with her recommendations. I bought this SPF through her. It has to be purchased through somebody with a medical license, I believe. Um, but it is a beautiful sunscreen. It can be worn as a primer. It can be worn on its own as your sunscreen. I like to kind of wear it as makeup. This is a 100% mineral active sun protection and the sunscreen does have a tone adapting element to it. So it provides a hint of color. I am quite fair and it does work on me, but it is more tan than my natural skin tone, but it doesn't look bad by any means. I almost kind of like it because it gives my face a little bit of color, but just bear that in mind. Like if you are more fair than me, which is almost hard to do, but my face does have some color to it. So if you are very, very fair, this maybe isn't the, the best for you. I think it's ideal for 
normal to dry skin types, although oily skin types can wear it. It is acne safe. It's again, 100% mineral. It's also water resistant, but I think it does wear best on normal to dry skin types. And it comes in a little compact. It's just the cutest thing ever. This is one of those products that is so easy to reapply. You can just throw it in your bag. It comes with a mirror. So you literally have no excuse. This is a product that I will just repurchase over and over because for me, it really just nails that reapplication thing. Next, I need to tell you guys about the Perfect Tint Powder from Is Clinical. You've probably seen me post about it all over Instagram, but it really is a special product, so I can't wait to share about it, and it is new from Is Clinical. By the way, if you want to shop any Is Clinical products, please shoot me a message on Instagram. I can ship the product to you free. It usually takes like two to three days. It's really fast. And it really supports my small business. So I really appreciate you guys buying any is clinical through me versus something like Amazon or Germ Store. I am an authorized retailer and it really supports my small business. But I just need to add the product to your cart manually. So that's why I say just shoot me a message on Instagram and we'll make sure you're taken care of and you get the right thing for your skin. So Perfect Tint Powder. I feel like one of the issues with sunscreen people have is most of us are not reapplying it every two hours. Like even estheticians, I know we're not doing that. I probably reapply two or three times a day if I'm being really good. Definitely in the morning, definitely if I go on a walk, but when I'm at home, I forget. And I think for a lot of people, they don't want the product on their hands, whether, you know, their hands get tinted or greasy or you're out and about, you're not in a position to wash your hands and apply SPF, or you feel like it messes up your makeup or you're putting it on your oily skin and it just, you know, looks messy, makes you break out. All of those reasons can prevent people from reapplying their sunscreen, but this is crucial because no sunscreens work beyond two hours. I have clients who are investing good money in their skincare routine. They're doing everything right, but when it comes to reapplication, they're just not doing it, but at the same time, they're concerned with pigmentation or anti-aging or acne or pore size to really give all of these concerns the attention they deserve, we need to be reapplying your SPF. So whatever it takes, if it takes spending $78 on perfect tint powder so you can reapply your SPF, do it. I think, you know, a lot of times we hesitate for any of those reasons I mentioned, and it really is, you know, something that adds up to a lot of long-term damage. So I love this SPF powder. I have been wanting to get an SPF powder probably for three years. I've sat and thought on this purchase, but you guys, for me, as a germaphobe, I cannot get over the idea of a brush head that's attached to a product that I cannot completely wash. Even if I'm sanitizing it with rubbing alcohol, There's still debris like sitting on that product 
I'm pretty nuts. So what's great about the Perfect Tint Powder is the brush head, which is super soft, by the way, super soft and silky. It comes right off so you can wash it as many times as you can remember. I wash it after every two uses, just like my makeup brushes. So you just pinch it and you wash it with your face wash or a sulfate-free shampoo. You're good to go. It dries really fast and that's what I do. I was also never able to commit to a powder because I have combo skin. I felt like even those popular powders like the Laura Mercier powder never looked good on me, always like exacerbated dryness, created dry patches and just looked horrible. This product is actually truly hydrating. It's going to impart deep hydration while absorbing excess oil. So this is perfect for me because I get a lot of texture on my forehead. It's kind of my problem area, so to speak. Absorbing that oil throughout the day is helping so much with my congestion. I'm just obsessed that there's even something that exists that is going to absorb the oil but not dry me out. It is technically a matte finish, but I'm not somebody who normally would go for a matte finish. If you love a matte finish, you will love this, but even if that's not typically your thing, you may still like it because it's still hydrating enough. It's it's not like so matte that you just look dry and like lifeless. It just adds a wash of color to the skin. There are five shades available that range from ivory to deep. So fits one to a fit six totally works, makes everyone look beautiful. It's just going to give like a subtle filter or wash of color to the skin. Shade three is the most universal, so they say. So if you're kind of in the middle on the fit scale, you can probably go with the third shade. I am shade two. At first, I was nervous it was going to be a little too dark, but this product is so silky and finely milled and just has so much quality to it that it's not a big deal. It really blends out very easily. Again, it just adds a little bit of color. I put this on my neck, my decollete, all over my face. You can even put it in your scalp. We should protect that area where we part our hair, by the way. And it is ideal for if you play sports, you need something in your gym bag, maybe you play tennis outside. It's perfect. You can just throw it on, clean the brush head afterward. I find a lot of spray SPFs, although they're convenient, they've always stung my skin. So for me, like this is it for the reapplication process. If you are going on trips this summer, if you're traveling, if you're just somebody who's out and about a lot, you, you know, drive in your car, have this in your bag, your glove compartment. You will thank me later because it just is such a breeze. It's so fun to use. And if you enjoy your SPF, you are going to be much more likely to keep reapplying it. So cannot say enough good things about Perfect Tint Powder. Oh, lastly, it's an all-mineral SPF. This is also designed for the 
utmost sensitive skin types, rosacea skin types. You guys can probably tell how I'm excited how excited I am about this product. One of my rosacea clients put it on the other day. It just instantly calmed her skin. Not only did it camouflage some of the redness, you could see that redness and her rosacea visibly calmed. So no matter how sensitive you are, you will absolutely love this product. It is for all skin tones, all skin types, and all ages. The next sunscreen I have been reaching for pretty much every day because I wear a tinted SPF as kind of like my day-to-day makeup. It is the Neova Silk Sheer 2.0. I have been obsessed with Neova since esthetician school. It was one of those brands I felt like I understood early on why they were a superior medical grade brand and they were like one of the first brands I learned of and I actually learned about them through my mentor. So it's really full circle to have a relationship with Neova and we do collaborate sometimes. They have given me a discount code that I'm really grateful is still active because I use it myself. Um, But Neova is just the best. They really know their stuff when it comes to sunscreen. And this sunscreen provides not only two physical screening agents, it also provides two light diffusing factors and EGT, which is a hyper antioxidant, which provides the skin with total protection and a very luminous glow. And then the sunscreen also contains two DNA repair enzymes. So these are going to work to improve trauma at the site within the skin cells while protecting your skin. So basically improving your skin while protecting it. And I just love that concept. The Neova tint is a sheer photo finish and it is perfect to wear alone and you can also wear it under makeup as a primer. And remember wearing the SPF that's in your makeup is not nearly enough protection. So you could wear this Neova SPF as a primer and then put your makeup with sunscreen on top. I love doing that. Um, And then lastly, I am really loving the Glymed Photo Age SPF 30. This is actually a mix of chemical and physical sunscreens, but I love this product because it is that two-in-one moisturizer SPF combo. If you're somebody who finds an issue with product pilling when you're applying your serums, your moisturizer, and then your SPF, this really solves that because it's the SPF and the moisturizer in one. You guys, the texture of this product is unlike anything else. It has a very light scent that's just like so fresh. I'm addicted to it and it just feels like a fluffy cloud. So I reach for this product all the time when I'm just wanting to simplify my routine and not wear a separate moisturizer and a separate SPF. I wear it when I am working out and I tend to reach for a non-tinted SPF, which this SPF is non-tinted. I like it for things like outdoor workouts or runs because I don't want to deal with like removing a tint if I'm just going to hop in the shower anyway, if that makes sense. Um, I absolutely just 
adore the texture and I love applying this product. It does not leave a white cast. It blends out super easy. All skin types, all Fitzpatrick types can wear it. It is quite hydrating, but it is not going to clog your skin in any way. There are also two different sizes. Well, actually three. There's trial, there's travel, and there is a full size. So if you're looking for an SPF for face and body, I would suggest this one, the Glymed Photo Age SPF 30. You will thank me later because your skin will just feel so hydrated and glowy. And you could use this on face and body. So I'll leave the link for all of those SPFs in the show notes. I hope I didn't talk your ear off too much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. I want to know if you guys feel the same way about the sun. And if you had any, you know, experience growing up or any mistakes that you learned from when it comes to sun exposure in your youth, because I know I sure did. And this messaging does not come with me on any high horse thinking I'm better than anyone else because I now wear sunscreen. I just made every mistake in the book. And trust me, I do see the visible signs of aging. And aging is a gift, but nobody needs to prematurely provide their skin with inflammation that leads it to age more quickly. Make sense? Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I love you. I hope you enjoyed and I will talk to you in the next episode.